What's up, everyone? Welcome to the next episode of our NBA mini-series where we are breaking down an NBA prospect for the 2020 draft. Today, we're going to be focusing on Cole Anthony. My name is Jordan Jica, a.k.a. Dr. Fantasy. As always, here with my co-host, the Fantasy Caveman. We are continuing the role here. I'm pretty excited about Cole Anthony here. We've mentioned him several times, several, several times during our uh, team mini series as a potential draft target for quite a few teams. He's just one of those prospects, very uh, boomer bust. He has a lot of potential, very high ceiling, but he also has a very low floor. So uh, he's going to be an interesting name to monitor because I legitimately think he has the offensive skill set to become potentially one of the best players in this class, or we may never hear from him again. So uh, he's similar to uh, Jaden McDaniels when we did that one. This is a perfect example of this class as a whole, just very boomer bust. So uh, let's roll into Cole Anthony here. 6'3", 185 pounds, point guard, freshman at North Carolina last season, average 18 and a half points. 5.7 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1.3 steals. Let's kick it off with his strengths. Caveman, what do you have for Cole Anthony's strengths? All right, yeah, like you said, he's going to be, it's going to be very interesting here. Uh, First thing I noticed uh, when looking at Cole Anthony and looking at some tape, uh, he's very good at creating space when he wants to get off his shot. He just used a, he just he just he just kind of br- doesn't doesn't really break a guy down, but kind of just kind of uses some finesse like uh, uh, moves to get his shot when you when he when he wants to, and I think that's very important at the next level, is that you can kind of uh, go one on one with your guy and get your shot off when you need to. Another thing, and you don't see that I don't see this from a lot of guys in this uh, class. Well, especially for his size, he's a very tough defender and rebounder for his size. Um, we noticed this with a couple of guys now that have been averaging over four rebounds a game, and he's he was actually over that. So these guys with this with a littler frame, aver- averaging the rebounds that they have is impressive. And then finally, I got. Uh, just bottom line, he does everything that you want a point guard to do. Uh, in my in my opinion, he I mean he does a solid deep solid job setting up his teammates. He just overall very high basketball IQ, which is you need that out of your uh, point guard. Uh, so yeah, just just overall just does what you want out of a point guard. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the theme there with what you said is his strengths really lie in his offensive game. I mean, one thing you'll notice as you're rolling through and watching highlights and tape, he's very aggressive and he knows how to score in the paint. Uh, that's one thing that's very impressive. At the next level, he's gonna he can create his own shot, get into the paint. You see right there a floater. Uh, he's very creative in the paint, and I think that's going to be a huge strength of his. And the reason for that is he's kind of... I wouldn't call him fast, but he's really deceptively quick. You know, he just has the ball and he, uh, you know, he might be dribbling at the point. And then all of a sudden he takes one quick step and it seems like he's in the paint. So uh, he's very deceptively quick, which allows him to get to the paint with ease. There you see another creative floater. So 
Uh, he was taking a lot of jump shots in the beginning of this highlight film. So we're getting to some of his paint moves here, which I think is the strongest piece of his offensive game. Another thing which um, I think is very evident is he's a great ball handler. Uh, I mean, he uh, he turns over the ball a little bit, but he uh, I think he has the ability to be one of the better ball handlers in the NBA. I really think he has that kind of upside. So I think that's an impressive part of his game. Um, he gets to the free throw line with ease, naturally, with knowing how to get into the paint. He does get fouled. You see it right there. That was perfect timing. I did not mean to time that as he just got fouled and uh, had an and one opportunity there. But he, he leans into shots. Um, you know, a little bit of James Harden-esque when he does that sometimes and uh, knowing how to get to the line. So uh, definitely a strength of his. And he's fairly efficient from the line. He was 75% his yeah. freshman season. So not perfect, can definitely improve there, but definitely not a terrible free throw shooter by any means. Um, and he makes tough shots. I mean, yeah. you, you can question his shot selection. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about his outside shooting when we get to the weaknesses. But when he gets to the paint, he takes some very challenging shots, but he makes them. So, you know, it's tough to criticize his shot selection in the paint because he draws contact. He gets to the line. He throws up floaters, but he makes them. So, I mean, that's a very strong part of his game is uh, uh, he just he knows how to score the bucket in the paint and he knows how to get there and he can create his own shots there. He doesn't really rely on anybody to set him up with the ball in his hands. So um, let's go over to his weaknesses then. Um, I'll start off for this one, I suppose. Um, And I, cause I kind of already alluded to one, his outside shooting is very streaky. Um, He goes on runs where it seems like he can't miss from three, but he has moments where he just is very inconsistent and nothing goes down. So uh, that's something he's definitely going to have to work on. His shooting stroke isn't terrible. It's just that he consistently isn't making buckets. So if he ever wants to be an elite scorer, he's going to have to bring that efficiency up. He only shot 34% from three, 38% overall from the field, which is not fantastic. He did take a ton of shots. North Carolina relied on him quite a bit. So that's a part of it, but that doesn't really excuse the poor shot selection and the inconsistency. He's still got to be better at the next level. Um, The only other thing that I'll really bring up and is probably the most concerning to me is there's been some reports that he's not the best teammate and he's a little cocky. Um, And you can kind of interpret that how you want. I know a lot of people that like the cocky attitude, but from reports that I've been reading is the cockiness. It kind of some people say overconfidence, but he crosses the line sometimes in the cockiness and it rubs some of his teammates the wrong way. I mean, I don't personally love that attitude. I guess I come from the old school Spurs mentality where you want your clean cut teammate. Um, And there's been some rumblings. You know, I don't want to label him already as a freshman in college as a bad teammate. But any rumblings of that always are at least a little concerning Mm -hmm. because I think one of the things all the guys and all the players in the NBA, they have talent. But at the end of the day, what separates a guy and brings him into that all star level is usually work ethic and attitude. So that's one of those things that concerns me a little bit because he has the talent. It's just does he want to work on bringing his game because he can be a perennial all-star player i really believe that he can it's just a matter if he wants to work to become more consistent so uh, i think that's all that i'll say about his weaknesses oh yeah and i and i definitely i've heard that too about his uh work ethic and that stuff i'm not 
I'm not reading too much into that right now. Uh, now that now, what whether he continues that at the next level or if he becomes a a better teammate. I think I just think you see, I think a lot of I think a lot of players in t- coming into the league uh, are a little cocky because they, you know, because they they think they're all that, but. Uh, we'll have to, uh, there'll be a wait and see approach with that. But for me, you alluded to a couple of these things. Uh, the first you mentioned he is really good at getting to the rim and finishing, but the downside to that is he only shot thirty nine percent from at the rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a number that's gonna have to go up at the next level. You're not gonna make it if you're only shooting thirty nine percent at the rim. Uh size his size is some is is part of that but like he does have a some good like he has a good floater he has some nice moves to get his shot in the paint when he wants he just has to execute better and you mentioned the turnovers he he just didn't commit a little bit of turnovers he averaged three and a half a game Mm -hmm. that's i mean part of it's understandable i mean north carolina relied on him a ton and he kind of had his had hit the ball in his hands all the time, pretty much. But that, you, you that has to, that's something that he's gonna have to work on. He struggles with his uh, decision making at times. Uh, and then, and then the final thing you mentioned his shooting form a little bit. Now, do I think it's gonna be a huge issue at the next level? Probably not. But if you really look at his shooting form, it's kind of low. And he kind of takes a little. He he takes a li- takes a little bit longer to get rid of the on his release. Which is, I mean, I don't now saw it right there as you were talking about. Yes, it. as I was talking, you see that you see his release is kind of low, and then it takes him a second to get his shot off. Which I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal at the NBA level. But I definitely think he's going to have to do some kind of fine tuning uh, to his jumper to be consistent at the next level and uh his i honestly think his low field goal percentage uh is a trip is a lot largely attributed to his just poor shot selection i think he's one of the worst guys in this draft in terms of shot selection he has some of the worst shot selection in this draft uh so but again that's something that you know can be taught out of him. He, you can be taught to take better shots. Like that's something that he can work on. Uh, but like you said, the upside is there with him. Like he has the potential to be a franchise-altering player, mm-hmm. and there's not really that many of those in this draft. But the downside is he's either a franchise-altering player or he's a lifetime G League guy. Yeah. So. That's that's the trouble there. That's trouble. What that's the trouble that teams are going to have when evaluating them. Yeah, and I agree with really all of that. And you know, the turnovers are kind of an interesting discussion. The three and a half. He did play thirty-five minutes a game, which is pretty significant. And when you look at guys at the NBA level, I mean, that's pretty normal. If you play thirty-five minutes, turning over the ball as a point guard, three and a half turnovers. I was just looking at Russell Westbrook 
who played about <laughs> 35 minutes a game, and he averaged four and a half turnovers. So, not you know, it's one of those. It's definitely you don't want to see three and a half turnovers, but it almost seems like it's a part of today's game when you have the ball in your hands that much, where guys are uh, making more mistakes. So uh, you don't want to see it, but you know, it's one of those things where I, I guess the game is changing, and that might not be for the better in that case. But uh, <laughs> let's get to a few NBA comparisons since I mentioned Russell Westbrook. That was one You're of the first names. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's exactly, he's Russell Westbrook's clone, honestly. No, <laughs> but I, that was honestly one of the first names that came to my mind. And we know Russell Westbrook now, but this, I'm talking young Russell Westbrook. When you look at Russell Westbrook early in his career, same kind of situation. He did struggle with turnovers. He, uh, I mean, his percentages were much worse than Cole Anthony's. I mean, he still uh-huh. is a terrible three-point shooter, as you and I were talking about before we started recording but not a very consistent jump shot but he was quick and he knew how to get to the rim uh so i see similarities in their offensive game so i think there's some flashes of a young russell westbrook there um i mean if he became russell westbrook obviously that wouldn't be the worst comparison there Uh, and then another one that came to mind is jamal murray Um, And I saw a few other people use that comparison, and he is a name that came to mind as well. But same thing, you know, and a lot of people have recency bias. We saw Jamal Murray absolutely light it up in the playoffs, but we kind of forget how streaky he was from the three-point line all year. He shot 34%, and I think we just are seeing now Jamal Murray step into his own. And I think it's very similar with Cole Anthony, where he's going to need a little bit of seasoning. I don't think he's going to step in and be that all-star in day one because he's got some things that he needs to work on and I think in general a lot of these rookies may struggle early on in their careers especially near one because they haven't played basketball in a while number one and number two we were talking about this there's five weeks in between the draft and when the season starts so they're not going to have much time to practice with their team so I expect a lot of rookies to struggle early but um, I know Jamal Murray might not seem like the perfect comp, but I even think defensively uh, they're very similar. Similar size, similar strengths, and uh, I think Jamal Murray is a pretty solid comparison for him as well. Yeah, he yeah he is. And, I, and the first thing that came to mind, and you, I, you weren't exactly thrilled with this comparison when we were talking, but he kind of reminds me of a, like a flashier Derek Fisher. Uh, <laughs> just like Derek... I mean, I mean, like you said, there's no really good comparison for him, and that, and that's kind of different than a lot of these guys. You can kind of point to one guy in the NBA that's like, okay, he's pretty much like this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Anthony has shades of a lot of people, but he doesn't. He's not exactly like anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I see. I also I see shades of CJ McCollum in his, in him as well. Uh, that's a name that I've heard floated around as kind of like a good NBA comparison. I like your Jamal Murray comparison. Uh, I also think uh, shades of of Kemba Walker as well. But there's no there's no perfect comparison for him. He kind of has elements of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I like the Kemba Walker one when you brought that up. I that wasn't one that came to my mind immediately, but uh, I I actually like that one. I think that's a pretty fair comparison for him as well. Um, so lots of upside there. Let's talk a little bit about an ideal fit. Uh, this is a team that we've brought up several times. Um, they pick 
what is it, seventh overall, I believe. Seventh overall. So I think that's a little high for where a lot of mocks have Cole Anthony going. Me personally, if I'm a team, Cole Anthony would be one of my top 10 off the board. And I've seen him slip to that 20 range quite a few times now. But for me, with a draft full of question marks, you take a guy that you know has the upside. I mean, if you're a team that's trying to rebuild, there's really no reason to play it safe in this year's draft. You gotta gotta go for gold here and try to build and find a superstar through the draft. So uh, I had, I think Cole Anthony with the Pistons, and we've talked about the Pistons being a just a team in need of talent overall. They have Derrick Rose there right now, who I actually had him down as a potential comparison, but Derek Rose was a little more efficient from two. Um, but just in terms of knowing how to get to the paint, Derek Rose, we all know has that ability, great ball handling. So there's some similarities with uh, Derek Rose there as well. So having the opportunity to sit behind Derek Rose for a year, I think would be very beneficial for Cole Anthony long-term. And once they're ready to move on from Derek Rose, he can step in in years two and three and really take this roster over. And uh, this is a team that doesn't have have a franchise player right now when you talk about who's their superstar they don't have any so drafting a potential superstar i think is this is a team i don't think they can afford to take like a, a devin vassal sadiq bay we've talked about those guys being very safe three and d players they need a superstar and i i think cole anthony could fit that mold for them yeah that's a really good one and my first one along those lines are the new york knicks uh, like I said, the next similar situation, they need a guy, and they're they're at rock, 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 rock bottom here at this point. So they literally have nothing to lose. Uh, so they Cole and Cole Anthony is has a potential to be a superstar in this in this league. Uh, you gotta you gotta you're the Knicks, and you really don't, and you need point, and you need a point guard. I mean, you boy, the Knicks need everything, but. <laughs> Except for a center, I would say. I think I, I like Mitchell Robinson, but uh, so if you're the Knicks, take it. I would take a shot at Cole Anthony. They have they have a couple of first round picks, I believe. I think I I haven't, but I know they pick it. They pick somewhere high. Yeah, they pick um, eight and twenty seven. Okay, so if I were them at eight and Cole Anthony's still on the board, I would definitely take a shot at him. Uh, another team, if he if he goes slips out of the top ten, is the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason I say that because you look at much similar to your Derrick Rose and learning behind him. I think uh, this is probably the last year for Kemba in Boston if they don't trade him this offseason. So you can put Cole Anthony in there and sit him behind Kemba for a year, similar like you would if he was with Detroit with Derrick Rose, and then. And then, also, if you look at Boston's bench, they don't really have a lot of scoring punch off the bench either. So you put uh, Cole Anthony, I give them some much-needed scoring punch off the bench, and then next year, with, with when Kemba leaves, Cole Anthony can step in with uh, a lot of guys. They don't, he doesn't... Then it was if he went with... He went to Boston, they have guys in uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that he does he wouldn't really there wouldn't be a ton of pressure on him to to be a focal point he could just kind of play his role and score and score buckets so i think that's what uh Cole Anthony's going to need to be in the next level he's just going to be need for 
his long-term success, I think the start of his career, he just needs to go to a team where he can kind of work on his game and uh, and just and just provide some scoring punch because that's going to be there. I, I feel like that's going to be there for him year one where whatever team he goes to, he's going to be able to provide a nice scoring punch for a team. Yeah, the Knicks would be interesting too. He was born and raised in that area. He's from the city. He was a big high school star there. He was actually, we didn't bring it up at all, but he was the number two ranked uh, freshman coming in this year into college basketball. So he's been very highly regarded and highly scouted. So that just speaks to the upside that he has. So yep. uh, any last thoughts on Cole Anthony here? Uh, no, but I think we got it. Like you, like you said, the bottom line is, I think, in terms of boomer bust, I think he is the number one boomer bust guy in this draft. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's one that I've been excited for because – I just I like seeing how players like this pan out. It's fun to watch their career and where it goes and to monitor them and watch them grow. And I love when a guy like Jamal Murray, and I hope he has a huge season next year. I love to watch him take that step forward. So I hope that happens with Cole Anthony and he's put in a situation to succeed. That's one of the reasons that the Knicks make sense. But, I mean, I don't think that would be great for him. Oh, no, it's not. His See, career. It's more of a... Not the Knicks are more of it'd be good for the Knicks, but bad for Anthony. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> he because the thing is he would be asked to come in and be the focal point of that team. Yeah, and I don't think Anthony's I don't think Anthony's ready to do that year one. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. So, uh, good episode there. Glad to talk a little bit about Cole Anthony. We have lots more coming before the NBA draft. If you missed our other ones, make sure you go back and watch them. Make sure you subscribe and look forward to our future ones. Check us out on Facebook. But we appreciate the support, and we'll see you guys next time. Yep.